4: And, RJ, we start off the NFL's divisional round of the playoffs in Green Bay. It is the number one seed Packers in the NFC hosting the L.A. Rams right now on pregame.com. Green Bay is still a six-and-a-half-point favorite.
5: Okay, Fed. So, on the game itself, do you have a strong opinion? This, the spread?
6: Nothing on the spread.
5: Okay. This game, and we've been talking about this since Wednesday, more than any other, my handicap goes one way. But the, the, the unequivocal sharp action goes the other. I like the Packers. Why? I believe that Jared Goff in weather is a problem. Now, Different people can have different stats on this. What we came up with, looking at pro football reference, which is very respected, looking at 45 degrees and below, four games for Goff, 0-4 against the spread, and the spread is what matters. If you win straight up or not, it's like, hey, what happens if it was a great team against the worst team? You're going to win those games, or some other—no. The spread is expectation. Jared Goff has had four games, according to Pro Football Reference. Expectation, he fell short on all four of them. In fact, if you look at the offensive side of the ball, they've scored on average, Jared Goff's teams, 10 less points per game— than expected that's not good you add in a broken thumb it's you know it's healing but in general I have trouble when I broke my ring finger holding my toothbrush for about two years so I mean I know this is a pro athlete but I can't believe it means nothing to the point that Steve Young apparently was calling him courageous for playing okay let's call him courageous but it means he's hindered (laughs) And you felt like Jared Goff wasn't really all that hindered, saying that looking at the ball coming out of his hands. As I've kept listening to analysts, you're in the minority. Jonas was in the majority of saying, "Hey, it looks like his hand he was bothered. You didn't think so. It sounds like you're ready to retract that statement.
6: Well, I think. I'm going to trust the scouts and the experts rather than Steve Fezik. Jonas
5: isn't a scout. (laughs) Go ahead.
6: Well, I I listened to the other experts, and that seemed pretty much to be the consensus. So I didn't pick up on it, but uh, I am very much in the minority.
5: And uh, here's the thing. Reasonable people can disagree, right? And that's why we like a consensus of opinions. And like I said, when you guys disagreed, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Now I'm thinking somewhere 90% towards Jonas, but maybe a little (laughs) less than people think. Okay, but to me, it makes my Packers point again. Okay, but here's the thing. The sharp action's been on the Rams. And more than any other game. Would you agree with that if we said... Based on the betting movement, based on the people you trade information with, based on all of your knowledge, all of your powers, like in Godfather when he told the Mortician, use all your powers to make Santino look okay, what do you think has been the sharpest side? Would you agree it's been the Rams?
6: Absolutely. Feeding frenzy on the Rams at plus seven or higher. The pros gobbled it all up quickly early in the week.
5: Yes. So now, on one hand, I feel one thing. On the other hand, the sharps feel the other. If I had to bet, I'm going to back myself. But I don't have to bet. So now let's look for something other than the side in this game. What's your first thought?
6: Under. And the reason being is I'm with you. I don't trust the Rams' offense at all. Let's face it, I don't trust— Well, if you don't
5: trust the Rams' offense, then why not like the Packers?
6: Because I like the Rams' defense.
5: Okay. And you like the Rams' defense against the Packers?
6: Yes. Okay. Okay. And, you know, going back to the offense, I frankly, I don't trust Jared Goff if it's 72 degrees. So now, like you said, you bring him in with a thumb, you bring him in in 32 degrees and snow Yeah, but, but under
5: that theory, if the Packers do get up, he's going to be having to throw from behind. And that's the catch-22 with unders. You want the offense to be bad, but not so bad that they throw pick sixes or strip sacks or whatever. Jared Goff seems like the type that gets flustered when he's behind. Do you really want the if, if I played the under? I hope this is a close game, right? Be, but let's be candid. When you have a touchdown, almost a touchdown favorite, there's a real chance the Rams are going to be behind at some point. Do you yeah, want the under at that point? No. And so maybe we should look at first half. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mm. One pick at a time is enough. for I mean, we're not just having you go through, like, your fourth best pick. And, <laughs> all right, let's see what Jonas has to say.
4: Is, is some of this angst and sort of aggression that Steve Fezzik has towards Jared Goff because Jared Goff might have been a – big part of the reason why back in 2018 Fez made a big futures bet on the Rams and it didn't pay off
5: in the Super Bowl and by the way a big future bet against me yes (laughs) yes yes is is that the case Fez I think it's something else but we'll see what he has there could be some lingering resentment (laughs) from the three points he put up in the Super Bowl well let's agree with something any resentment you ever have lingers you never let go of any of it right have you ever really said I hated that person but now I like (laughs) them? Now, no. that's a great question. Because you, you have that. Like, that you know, there's, <laughs> I'm three-fourths Italian. My, I grew up very Italian. And the funny joke about Italians are they, they, they have such resentment. They leave instructions that at a funeral certain people aren't allowed coming. Like, mm-hmm. when they die, don't let that person come to my funeral. That's how Italians are, Fez. Now, you're not Italian, but I kind of feel like you got that when money's involved.
6: Yeah, I think you're spot on.
5: Steve Fezik. I would have said that it was more that Jared Goff was the number one pick. He got a bunch of attention. He got a big contract. And Fez hates it when people get attention over him. <laughs> and then the fact he's not any good, he wants to keep like lambasting him. He's no good. He's no good. I think it's probably half and half here. All right, we're straight out of Vegas. Here's my proposal. Packers are better in the first half. If anything, the Packers, well, in fact, they lead the NFL in point differential, so the margin they're ahead, in the first half. 32 teams, are number one. Okay. The Rams have an exceptional defense, but even more so in the second half. Okay? Because they make amazing adjustments. I mean, the Rams in the second half is amazing. I like the pack anyway, but w- what do we know about the pack? They tend to give up backdoor touchdowns. You could very easily see being up, Rams get a late score, it falls four. 11 becomes four or whatever, or becomes five if it miss the two or three. It doesn't matter because we're laying six and a half if we do it. Let's go first half pack because it's the strength of Green Bay. Lambeau, to whatever degree Lambeau's an advantage, it's going to be about the slickness of the turf. Remember, a lot of those teams tend to see changing their cleats and all that. To whatever degree we benefit with Lambeau, wouldn't you say that's front loaded? Yes, but I think the cold is more back The cold – enough with the cold. Okay. Enough with the cold. I mean, I agree if it's like 50 degrees or something that maybe the cold that you somehow tend to stretch and say that's going to – the weather – but it's going to be 30 degrees. It's cold to start, right? And plus, when they come in at halftime and it's like a long – you know, is it an extended halftime in the division round? Or either way, they're in there for 20 minutes. They're warmed up. I mean – I'm, if anything, you could make the case the cold's going to be more jarring at the beginning, right? If you go to a game, I think the cold gets worse and worse in the third and fourth quarter because you don't have anywhere to get warm. But if you go in that locker nah, room for 20— That's
6: You're warmed up now. Yeah, you're
5: warmed up, and you're used to it. I'm not saying it's not bad in the second—I'm not saying there's not some great advantage second half, first half, but the Rams aren't as good on defense in the second. Green Bay is the best team in the NFL point differential in the first— Half and the Packers tend to give up backdoor touchdowns. Why not? What do you think?
6: That's interesting. I hadn't considered it. I looked at it's three and a half. You got to lay, which is so the market is not making any um adjustment to a typical six and a half point spread. So three, three and a half, and a half is typical, yes. So you're not paying any extra premium for really good reasons that you did just outline.
5: All right, I, I think. The best case has been made for this. If you want to veto it, you can, but that means you've got to bet me on it. That's the beauty of it. When we get to the point of it's veto time, if the guy wants a veto, he has to be willing to bet the other side. Do you want to bet? you want to take the Rams in the first half? I don't. <laughs> All right, we got a winner, Jonas. Rams, first, or check that, Packers, first half. Green Bay Packers, first half, minus three and a half. Pick number one. What do you think of that, baby?
4: Uh, I like it. I I, I like the Packers in the game. I think the injuries are a big deal, but I just get this strange feeling that there's something funky that's going to happen in this game. I don't know why. The
5: the movement so far said so, right? So, in a way, the Sharps said we're we're taking seven, but we're not taking six and a half because it hasn't moved, and we're laying, in theory, six and a half, but we're saying, ah, that's not enough, right? It, it, like I told Colin today on the podcast, I said, if you lay six and a half when the Sharps took seven, you're disagreeing. Even though you're getting a better number, you're disagreeing. But if you add in, now it's just the first half. We have the advantage of that differential in the first half of Green Bay. We have the advantage of the Rams being better defensively in the second half. Now you could make the case minus three is okay, and so is plus six and a half. Not that you'd want to bet both, but you could or plus seven, let's say. You can see how both aren't really in direct conflict. So as much as I hate going against the sharps even indirectly, and I don't love this pick, I think it's clearly the best pick. And very rarely, Fez, and you can agree with this last word on this game, very rarely will you have a situation that one team is better in one of the halves and the other team is worse. The best you hope for is one team's neutral and one team's better. The fact that we've got both directions benefiting us, Rams are better defensively in the second, Packers are better in the first half, that really is unusual, wouldn't you say?
6: Absolutely. The more I think about this, the more I'm liking your pick. Because
5: I'm that's thinking, what happens with my stuff. I'm
6: thinking with <laughs> the thumb with Goff. He's gonna be trying to wear gloves. He's gonna be and and like you mentioned, like that Tennessee game in Lambeau. Yep. The Titans just were completely out of sorts to start the game, and I could see Goff, you know, out of sorts wearing different equipment and the like to start.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific
1: Tire Ratings, and Consumer Reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com
0: slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: Now we move to Sunday, and the game that kicks off Sunday's action is the Browns at the Chiefs in the AFC. And right now on Pregame.com, Kansas City, a 10-point favorite.
6: RJ, I am really struggling with this game. I got to tell you, I got to lean on you on this one. What you got?
5: I think this is probably my favorite side, so this is convenient, is I like the Browns. And let's keep something in mind. When you make a bet that can seem foolish, like this one could, it's probably a good bet because it means a certain percentage of people. In fact, Fez, I would put you in this category. Your power ratings say this line should be 7.5. Yes. But you're scared to bet Kansas City or to bet the Browns. Jelly in the belly. So part of me wants to look at the first quarter thinking, well, the Browns can run. I don't want the Browns having to play from behind. But other people are telling me Kansas City knows that Browns play worse from behind, so they're going to try to jump out ahead, especially considering how poorly they started playoff games last year. I'm just going to stick with the side here, I think. Browns plus 10. You're saying the line should be 7.5. At worst, it should be 8, 8. 9. It shouldn't be 10. And you know why? How we can be sure about that? Exactly eight games ago, Carolina came into Kansas City, and the line was plus 10. So how do we compare Carolina and the Cleveland Browns? Obviously, Cleveland's much, much better, an 11-win team. Now, since that game, you might say, well, maybe Kansas City's gotten better. No, no. Oh seven 7 one starting with that game against the spread. Last eight games, if you had bet Kansas City every game, you'd have zero cashes, zero cashers on Kansas City. So you've got to downgrade them off of that to some degree. And, well, the Browns are much better than Carolina, but somehow we're still getting 10. The only way this line makes sense, the only way, is if Kansas City, when they played the best this year, was the truth. And every other time it was them just flipping off the gas and laying back on the boat. It's like the Raiders almost beat them a second time. They were playing as hard in that game for revenge As any game, any team this year, and the the Raiders were one catch away from beating them a second time, Kansas City's good, but their O-line's not as good as last year. Their D's not as good as last year. I like the Browns.
6: There's nothing in the stats that says that Kansas City's any better than the other top five teams in the NFL, number six in DVOA, number six in yards per play differential by examples.
5: And Colin said this line doesn't make sense to him, and I told him it does make sense because the casual fan that starts to bet during the playoffs is saying the Super Bowl champion only has one loss. Think about it. In the history of the NFL, only one team had a better regular season record than this Kansas City team. That was the undefeated Patriots team, 16-0. They were 15-1. Oh, they had two losses? Yeah. okay. That, well, the backups played. Like oh, that games. last game. I yeah, okay. count it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you could make the case— But either way, 14 and 2 is such a good record. I guess in my mind, I was thinking about that a lot. But I had a Chargers, so I should accept that win. But the reality is the public saying Super Bowl champion with the best record in the league, right? Even at 14 and 2. It makes sense. They think the Browns can't compete, but the truth of it is different. So our official pick on this game, the Browns, we could lose by 40, but that's the point. We'll take the Browns.
1: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports.
6: TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe – Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
3: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake.
2: As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite
6: often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: RJ, we go now to the NFC and the final game of the weekend in the divisional round of the playoffs. It is the third meeting between the Buccaneers and the Saints. And right now on pregame.com, New Orleans at home is a three-point favorite.
5: So we'll do this game, and then of the four picks, give our very best bet of those. Fez, you like the Saints here pretty much strong. So does Matty Holt, Wednesday's guest on the show, I'm probably not going to let us make it the Saints, but make the case for the Saints.
6: I think there's just a mismatch edge between these two teams. Week one, Tampa Bay lost by 11. Well... I think that's excusable. Tom Brady starting out the season, new receivers, but then in, we- in a COVID year, especially. Exactly. Then week nine, boom! Here's the spot for Tampa Bay, their home, to go ahead and get their revenge and show they belong. And it was a complete mismatch in that game. It was
5: thirty-one, nothing at halftime. And does it not make it less impressive? In that sometimes in the NFL we saw it with the Browns game, momentum starts and it doesn't stop. We saw Green Bay get crushed against Tampa Bay. Right, So if, if we want to say that dominating win by the Saints means something, then it must mean, wait, the number 1 seed got crushed by the team getting three here? I, I'm not saying that your point isn't valid. I'm just saying sometimes momentum happens. But again, the Saints have been beaten up on Bruce Arians now four times in a row without Brady last year, but still, Sean Payton, Arians is a mismatch. Payton, big advantage, I think.
6: Yeah, and, and just what I saw with the eyes, if anything, it should have been 38 nothing at halftime in that game.
5: Well, that's an important distinction, I think. (laughs) So what makes me lean that way is I love Sean Payton. I don't like Bruce Arians. I don't want to necessarily do a lot of betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs. He looks great. And this is what the Sharps are saying that I respect. Some of them like the Saints for sure, but more of them like Tampa Bay. And here's the rationale. Since the— Buy. And remember, Tampa had the latest by. They've been great. And you could say the offense has been great. Why? More pre-snap motion, more um play action passing, more New England type schemes, Mm. you know, things that were put in during that week off. And they've dominated on offense. But I was really questioning it because they hadn't played anyone defensively until Washington. And even though the Washington offense did better than we expected, that running quarterback again, but the idea that Tampa Bay far exceeded expectations against Washington's really tough defense. Supposedly, that was the scheme that kind of four guys that can get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing that Brady has trouble with. Wouldn't you say Tampa far exceeded offensively? expectations in that Washington game.
6: Yes, and Tom Brady was supposed to only throw for about 280 in that game, almost got 400 against that really good Washington
5: D. I don't think I learned more about any team more than I learned about the Tampa offensive side of the ball. And now it's making me think, what's the truth? Those earlier games against the Saints, or is it this new Tampa offense? That causes me pause. By the way, one more thing to make the case on the Saints— the only games this season that Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas all played was the first Tampa Bay game, the second Tampa Bay game, and last week's wild card domination over the Bears. That's a pretty good run of games there. So they've been weakened this year. Now they're at full strength. But let me propose the following to you. Is Cornerback Lattimore has done really well against Mike Evans. That's a matchup for the ages. In fact, in the last seven games against Lattimore – Evans has averaged 52 yards per game. Now, during that same span, he's averaged 78 yards against the NFL. So, 78 yards for Evans generally, 52 against Lattimore. This season, he's only averaging 68 yards. Evans, and it's 60, or I think actually a little less than six, 63, I think. 63, 63 he's averaged, yeah. and the over/under here, Fez, is 65 and a half. So we can go under Lattimore. He's averaged 52, um, I guess, under Evans with Lattimore against him. And since when Lattimore is against Evans, 52 yards is the average, we're getting 65 and a half. So it kind of is that Saints defense, but – specialized here. What do you think?
6: I love it because a lot of these games, Evans was at 100%. He's not going to be 100%. He was injured last week, gutted it out, had a really good game, but even got re-injured on his last catch.
5: Okay, so we'll make it official in this one. We're going under Mike Evans, under 65 and half yards, and it's the Lattimore matchup that makes us like that. Quickly, Fez, I think for me the two I like best is that under Evans... And I like rush yards over for the Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Allen. Which one do you like better?
6: Josh Allen over 39. But I like this Evans also.
5: You know, Jonas, we got to make a quick decision. Maybe <laughs> half a unit best bet on the— No, i, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to make my biggest bet against Brady, and we are in a way. Let's go with Josh Allen over as the best bet. Done. All right, so let's make out a fish. We'll read it out.
6: Josh Allen over 39 and a half rush yards. Best bet.
5: Okay, so just to be clear then, in the Rams Packers, we had the Packers in the first half. We've got that Josh Allen over rushing yards, which is our very best bet. That's in the Bills game. We got the Browns plus 10, and we've got Mike Evans under 65 and a half yards. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at
2: foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Any college baseball
0: fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels.
1: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SCC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.